Welcome to the Cue the Duck Boats podcast. Are we sure? Boys, I think we might have had our first uh-oh of the pod already. Are we it's sure it's episode 57? It's, it's definitely 58. episode 58. It it's is. Episode oh, yeah, 58. it is 58. I just went and looked. Kevin, since you, you clearly knew it was number 58, let's start it off in classic fashion. Who is, the, who is number 58 in the NHL? Oh, am I unmuted? Yeah. Okay, we're good. Chris Latay. Atta boy. Nice work, dude. Did, did you have that one in the in the memory bank, or did you have to go to the Googs? No, so that's how I knew that we were on 58, because I typed in 57, and I already had the link that should I clicked on it before. Perfect. So then I was like, oh, I know we're on 58. Wow, nice. you cheater. Buddy, you got to do what you got to do, you know. All right, we've heard from Kev. Connor, how you doing, buddy? You staying, staying alive? Your wall is still up? We've seen the hurricanes attack in the Midwest, wherever you whoa, live. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, we got the little naders out yonder. But uh, we're staying alive out here, baby. It's uh, alive and well. A little windy. Um, last night, it was basically time to turn the AC on. It was over 70 degrees. Um, and this morning, it's a whopping 40 degrees again, so this wonderful cold and warm fronts causing these tornadoes are like uh, bipolar in the weather department, so things yeah, are great. Nothing's blown away yet, so it's a little It's, it's positive. Hot and it's cold, it's yes and it's no. Shout out Katy Perry. But, you know, it, I, I saw that picture you sent us yesterday, and I was like, holy shit. Like, can you imagine walking that on your back? That was a little nader. That was a like, big nader. Yeah. That boy like was walk, thick with five Cs. Like, you walk outside, and you just see the world is just eating itself. I'm like, holy shit. That was, like, straight out of a movie. Was like, and there was, was, like, two different ones, and both of them were, like, 45 minutes away from me. In opposite directions, on opposite days. It was so wild. Imagine there's men in the middle and they saw a little Connor fly around. Ooh. Yeah, that yeah, wouldn't be ideal. I would be yeah, texting great. you guys midair. It was nice knowing you. Keep the podcast going. Hey, yeah, R.I.P. I mean, so, Connor. So we keep the dream alive. We keep, we keep, you know, coming back to the same topics the last couple of weeks because, I mean, we can agree the NHL has just pretty much been status quo for the last couple of weeks. We roll into playoffs. There's been a couple changes we'll talk about. The Bruins have won the President's Trophy. They got a nice little P next to their name. The wild car races are still alive and well in the East. The West, uh, I mean, they are still alive and well. They're still alive and well. Uh, I would like to say Seattle's wrapped that up pretty much, but they haven't. They're they're pretty close, but... I'd say Seattle uh, wrapped it up, but Winnipeg... Yeah, we'll We'll, we'll get more into that later on. Let's, um... I think we'll jump into that dirty water. I think the biggest new and noteworthy thing with the Bruins right off the bat, other than winning the President's Trophy, we had Pasta get his 50th bingo dingo, which was great to see. Um, we'll get into more on that in a second. Is Taylor Hall is back skating on a line. He is doubtful to play tomorrow, but it looks like he's out of the non-contact jersey. And I'd bet you if we checked a couple boxes in the morning and tonight, we could still possibly see him in the lineup. I think we definitely um, see him this weekend. How do you guys feel about Halsey being back in and kind of the way the lines looked? Yeah, no, so I definitely agree with you. I think they're going to get him back in just to build that chemistry. I think it's scary. We said this before, Hall, Coyle, Bertuzzi. Like, that's just a line that it's going to come in clutch in the playoffs as your third line. So, you know I mean, they're going to play more than just third-line minutes. We've seen it throughout the year. They play close second-line minutes. 
it's going to be an X factor. It's going to be the difference maker for this team, especially if Hall can come back and play like early season Hall, not like the Hall he was before he got went on injured reserve. Yeah, but I mean he I'm, was he was obviously playing. Yeah, right. clearly, yeah, exactly. But I'm saying he get back to that. He's finally fully healthy over this injury, and they build that chemistry. His last like three games, say, then I think it's gonna be great. I mean, Hall and Coyle already have the chemistry. It's gonna be getting Bertuzzi at the speed with Hall, but having a guy of Bertuzzi's skill level to play with a guy of Hall's skill level will definitely help Hall out in the long run. I think it's almost fair to say that Don Sweeney specifically went out and traded for Bertuzzi for Taylor Hall. Oh, yeah. So if if you go back the last couple episodes, you probably heard me complain about the only drawback of Bertuzzi is that he needs to play with more talent to be able to produce. Like, Charlie Coyle just isn't it. And earlier in the season, if you rewind, you probably heard all of us say, hey, Taylor Hall on the third line is great depth, but he has nobody like really talented on the third line to play with him and help him drive play. And I think you can draw back to the 2019 um, third line for the Bruins when Johansson was here. And you look at this third line and easily 3x the production oh, yeah. that I, that I line think, had. I think that Tyler Bertuzzi is going to have some highlight reel assists that Taylor Hall just puts away beautiful goals. I, I think their play style is going to be perfect for each other. It's the Dylan Larkin effect yeah, it, almost. Yeah, it is. I mean, it really They play is. similar. Lar- Larkin and Hall play very similar, and I think that Bertuzzi is going to excel with Hall. I, I think that's the best third line in hockey. Um, I, I don't think it'd be really tough to argue. You have former MVP, former 25 goal scorer, and then you have Charlie Coyle, who's a great third line center. So, like, really, what more are you looking for out of your third line? I, I don't know, but that works for me. And, sorry, he's a former 30-goal scorer. Sorry for the disrespect there, Tyler. But, um, you know, he's starting to pick it up now. Three goals, six six assists in 16 games. He's nine points, but he'll do much more than that with Hall next one. And being able to mix it up right now with them resting players is going to help him create some chemistry for the power play units. And I think you're seeing his full potential with him being able to play in that top six right now. Yeah, he's a top six talent. I don't think there's any question about that. Yeah, just not in Boston, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't even disagree. Like, I I actually think that Tyler Bertuzzi might be as good, if not better, than Zaka. It's just not the way the lineup's structured. Like, he's still he is a top six talent, but so is Taylor Hall. They have their they have three lines that are all top six players, every one of them. So it's like they're doing pretty. The only guy who I think is a bottom nine player out of the top nine is. Oh, I think Coyle's a third line center. I mean, yeah, I, very, very. Can't good. disagree. He could play that. as a second line center. He could if he wants to. He steps up to it. But yeah, we saw, I, and we tried that last I, year. And saw in that the playoffs, line. he does though. Playoff Coyle is something. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I mean, he really plays excited. a very good playoff style of hockey. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that this is probably the most perfect team constructed in the salary cap era. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, if you look have, at all the depth and talent that you can combine, there's going to be a situation where one of Garnet Hathaway, Nosek, Trent Frederick, who has 16 goals, 16 goals, Nick Felino, or a guy who's coming on and looks like a future very good NHL player in Jacob Lauko, are all going to be rotating for three spots in the playoffs. And I think every one of them is going to get time. To me, 
Frederick is the top dog at all of them. To, I really still believe Frederick's the top dog at all of them. In no matter what some of the insiders say, I mean, I consider Fluto about his. He is an insider with the Bruins. He definitely is. Um, I don't think he's the odd man out. I just don't see Montgomery going that direction. I I think Frederick's in the lineup, but we'll see. Who knows? All yeah, I also I don't see Fel, I don't see Felino being out of the lineup though. Yeah, I think. Why? I think Uncle Nick, so I think that's your presence. Felino is ready at center style. with Garnet Hathaway. So yeah. I think I mean, the that's Bruins. Like. I think that's what they should go with. But who are we to say? I think the Bruins are about to kind of revolutionize the way that the NHL has played Stanley Cup playoffs. I truly think that you could see the Bruins play a tandem, game on, game off, with their goalies. In the playoffs, and he it would not won't. surprise he me. He said they won't. I thought that too, and then he said that they won't. But then I'm he said he won't convinced. commit to not doing it. He said that they're not going to start that way. But I, I don't know. Like, and I think you can say that for the fourth line. If you have to win line, a game, I think it they goes can to rotate. Goal. I mean, I'm sorry. If I think if you have to win a game, it goes to Olmark. But I think Swayman deserves games in there, man. Like I do. If you look at, so here's my argument, and I had written a previous piece about the two goaltenders and I have another larger one coming up in the offseason but if you look at it yes Allmark has all the accolades and is winning in all these categories but Jeremy Swayman has given up the least amount of goals comparably in the times played has more shutouts the works he is better at keeping the puck out of the net that's where the, the argument's going to be tough. When you get into the playoffs, that's going to make a difference, and it'll be a lot easier to see when you're playing the same team night after night. And I think that's going to become evident, and I truly think that they could end up being a, a platoon goalie system. And also, it keeps your your I mean, opponent Swayman, Swayman's on their feet. At keeping the puck out of the net. He has a 2.24 goals against average, and Linus has a 1.9. And Linus Correct. has a higher save percentage. Correct, but I'm saying if you compare all of the number stats of time on ice, shots faced, all of that jazz. Against averages, it takes an average. I'll send you what I looked at. I have it already built into the article. Average goals against average is that. So a save percentage, it takes account how many shots and how many saves. They both. I mean, I I think they're both very elite goalies, but Linus has kept more pucks out of the net. He has twenty. Well, he has twenty more goals against, but he's taken right. He's taken six hundred more shots. So twenty more, twenty more goals against on six hundred shots is pretty good number. Pretty damn impressive. I, I mean, they're both super elite. I, I still, agree, I agree that we're gonna see both in the playoffs. Um, it, you know, when I look at the Bruins, the Bruins lineup really like. I think we could see Zaborl in the lineup. I think we could see AJ Greer in the lineup. We didn't mention either of those guys right now. AJ Greer practice today as a defenseman. I don't know that we see him on D, but who knows? Did you guys see that? That's a negative from me, sir. Yeah, Fluto had um had Greer playing defense with Zaboral today in practice. I didn't watch practice, but that's just what I saw on the Twitter. So I, I don't know if that I'm pretty sure that's where he practiced. Uh, too many too many guys at forward. I I look at Lauko and it's like, how do you keep that guy out of the lineup? It's crazy, but I, he probably won't play. But what do you, how do you guys feel about Lauko's game? No, I'm loving it, and we've talked about this, like, just me and you and stuff when I was up there in Rhode Island last weekend and before, but it's just, like, the future. The future's here. 
and we have these guys and like we're starting to finally really see them and that's been the biggest thing we had to see all of our young prospects get the chance to go and play 10 to 20 games towards the end of the season because we're always in contention. So being able to see Lauko get these opportunities and for him to shine and really show that, hey, we have future players. Sweeney hasn't done a bad job giving us prospects to look forward to. And then just, hey, some of these guys are taking longer to develop. Giving them this extra time and having the opportunity for them to have the extra time is going to pay off in the long run, especially next year when we have salary cap issues and we need guys to be playing for cheap. So that so. was a great segue into what I wanted to go over. So the Bruins have gotten shit for as long as I can remember about their pod, their podcast, about their prospect situation. And their I just pipeline. want to read you their top five prospects in the pipeline. Fabian Lizell, who we all know what Fabian Lizell is. He's been knocking at the door of an NHL debut all season. He's not getting it, obviously, but next year I think he's an NHL player. Second guy you have there is Mason Lowry. Mason Lowry is going to be a household name here soon. He is a very skilled defenseman. He, The only thing I have is he's a little bit older than a lot of the kids he's playing against, but I still think Lowry, like he was a very old freshman. He was a 22-year-old freshman, I think, right? But he's, is he 22 or 21, Kev? Can you fact yeah, check me there? I think he was a 21-year-old freshman, 22-year-old sophomore. Yeah, so he, exactly, so that makes sense. He's going to be, I mean, I think he's going to be a pretty good player. You have Brett Harrison, who ended up having a very good season this year in the OHL. Um, another guy who's pretty talented, um, <laughs> who guys were kind of down on, and he looks high. The guy who really surprised me is Matthew Poitras. I know, Kevin, you wrote about him, right? Yeah, a little bit. It's been a little bit, but he has a talent. It was really just Sweeney. It's been hitting on these centers out of, like, the last two years. And it's just they're two way guys, and that's the biggest thing. They're gonna they can slot into that yeah, so middle six. I and... so just like to back you up on that. Poitras, Poitras. Am I saying it wrong? Matthew Poitras. He has ninety five points in sixty three games. That's pretty good. Pretty damn good. Pretty yeah. good. And mixing this, like we've seen what Zaka's been doing playing center recently, and he's producing. Zaka, your future one, if it needs to, and then you have these young guys that can fill in on the second, third, fourth lines. Yeah, and then you have Beecher so. and Georgiev and McLaughlin. You have guys, and Georgiev looks like an elite scorer. The oh, he's, dude, he's killing. You watch his highlights, it's crazy. Yeah. The guy can score from anywhere. And that one-timer he has from the right side, it's oof. I agree. Oof. Connor, you have anything on the pipeline? I know it's not really your area of expertise. No, not really. I mean... Matt Barry has uh, been doing a great job. Been pumping out great a lot job. of recent articles about some of these young kids, but uh, other than that, I don't put a lot of a lot of focus on the prospects. Yeah, I've been reading them and definitely shout out Matt Barry with Inside the Rink. He's been doing a great job uh, on his articles with them. Let's get into the uh, anything else with the bees, guys. You know what? I'll say one more thing. We'll give a little shout out to Jim Montgomery who made it a point to talk about how he was going to play Trent Frederick a lot in their game in St. Louis, knowing he had a lot of family in town. He backed up on that. He did it. And um, I think that that shows a good coach. That shows a coach who knows the pulse of a locker room. And I think that type of stuff, like playing a guy a lot of minutes when he's in his hometown, is what really brings a locker room together. So shout out Jim Montgomery for being a class act from the day he got in Boston, now to almost at the playoffs. Salt of the Easter eggs, what do you guys have for me? Anything? Kev, you got anything for us? 
You're muted. You're muted. Oh, thank the Lord. <laughs> another one. Oh my God, another one. Ah, uh, we have plenty for the sauce of the east for all you people hanging in there listening to us at the 16 minute 30 second mark. We really appreciate if you're still listening. <laughs> what do you have? You just you oh yeah, it no, I can kind anything? of bury the lead on that one. Oh, all right. Did you That's guys see said. the Buffalo and the Panthers game last night? I did not. Oh, my God, with the 2-1 game. Oh, a thrill seeker. No, I mean, it took Yeah, but, I mean, really that's two, two of the four yeah. teams that are <clears throat> battling it out in the wild card race go head-to-head. The Buffalo Sabres with the big opportunity to make up some ground with these uh, games in hand, and they absolutely laid the egg. And then, yeah. of course, with the Panthers they winning... They leapfrogged both the Islanders and the Penguins and bumped the Islanders out of the playoff race. No, the yeah. Islanders are in the playoff race. Or Pittsburgh out of the playoff yeah, race. Pittsburgh got smoked by Jersey 5 1 last night. I want to play Pittsburgh so bad in the first round if I'm the Bruins. Oh, I really do too, because I just want to win $200 for the Islanders not making the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know but if it happens. I think it and does. I, I, I mean, think Pittsburgh's I one point out. I think the Islanders are better than Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is just not it. I yeah, think I the Islanders are really good at not scoring, and they'll lay the egg because they can't score. Yeah, they're also playing Tampa tonight, so it's a good, good L right yeah, there. I mean, we'll see. I, the East, it's, it's coming down to the last couple games um, for sure. But the so crazy I'm, thing, Buffalo's still not out of it. No, that's they're not. The, Buffalo's that's not the wild thing. They have two games but they're going to basically have to win every game. Yeah. I mean, it's it's they're not gonna do it's it. It's doable. We've seen wilder things, but they're not gonna do it. But it's, it's probably good. It's good. Yeah, I mean, the Panthers. We were talking about they're dead, you know, mm-hmm. a week ago, and now they've won four straight games. I actually said so. they weren't dead. I was the one who said that they have Matthew Matt Chuck, Chuck. who should be. Well, I wasn't years. saying we, as in specifically us, but like, there's a lot of people who were saying that they were dead, mainly like, Keith Kachuk. I genuinely think that. Matthew Tuchuk should be should win the MVP. I think yeah. he has been the most valuable he's player in his team. One goal short of forty. I really think isn't I he think like he sneaky so close to hundred points, and you haven't yeah, heard really anything he's about him. It. He might be over it to be honest. Yeah, he's with over you. it now. That's what happens though. Like you go play for the Panthers, it's gonna be quiet and you like, disappear. Gonna, yeah, you, I mean, you get to live in a nice area, you disappear, and you drag no it state the tax. Yeah, and, and all that bad. I'll tell you right now what he's at for stats. I'm just loading it up. They had some shitty advertisement I couldn't get out of the way. Yeah, he has 103 points. He's the same yeah. as Pasta. 39, People talk 64. a hell of a lot more Sheesh. about Pasta than they do about the Chuck, but he pretty good. He pretty good. Uh, it, it looks, I mean, like really, like that. Who, If you're the Bruins, who do you want to play? Islanders. Um, no. Pittsburgh. I would want to play Pittsburgh. Why would you want to play the Islanders? The Islanders are the last team you want to play, Kevin. They have the best goalie. No, we have the best goalie. Goaltenders? It's the, the best goalie out of yeah. the four. Uh-huh. You want to play the worst goalie. In the and the best goalie. defensive structure. You it's remember, the biggest trap game ever. Remember a young Capitals team with a Braden Holpe beating the Bruins? I do. I do. Fair Goalies point. can steal series. Fair point. I don't, I don't want to play Ilya Sorokin. I don't... I don't, I don't, I don't. From the Boston Bruins, I don't. The uh, anything else in the East? What do you guys have? How about uh, we look at the? Let's take a look at the New Jersey Devils, a team I think that we thought had no chance in hell at being where they're at now, huh? Yeah, 
I mean, 106 points. I mean, they oh, have the you're offense. You're going to say you knew this was coming? No, absolutely not. I just, I still don't buy it because they can be the Toronto Maple Leafs where you're fantastic in the regular season, but your goaltending and defensive structure is suspect enough that you get blown away in the first round. So do you guys want to have some fun? I have our mid-season rankings of what teams we had in the playoffs and what teams we didn't. Oh, nice. Who won? Oh, my God. These are going to be so... So, this is what we had for our Stanley Cups. We'll start there. So, Kevin has Boston against Dallas. Connor has Boston against Seattle. And Jake Hmm. has Boston against Winnipeg. I think we give Kevin the gold star there. For sure. Kevin... And Connor, so all three of us, we all have um, Boston, Toronto, Tampa. I actually had Boston, Tampa, Toronto. So you and you and Kevin are right there. You guys got Woo. that. You guys got that perfect. That was off. And we, you know what? I got to shout us out though. I think that we were we we're pretty on with the other side. Actually, no, we weren't, because not one of us has Florida in the playoffs. We all have Carolina. I have. So I have Carolina, one, which was right. The Rangers, two, which is wrong. Washington, three, which is wrong. New Jersey, fourth. Pittsburgh, fifth. Okay. And so that's not even enough teams. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yes, it is. Three and five. Sorry. So that's good. (laughs) Math Uh, guy. Yeah, math guy. Connor, you had Carolina, the Rangers, Jersey or Washington, you wouldn't make a call on that. Tied for third, you had. And then Pittsburgh last. So you were wrong on Wash and wrong on Pittsburgh. I mean, and wrong. You could be wrong on both. To be determined. Kev had Carolina, Jersey, the Rangers, Pittsburgh, (laughs) Washington. So he was only wrong on Washington. But Kevin, Kevin, you're getting the gold star here by a long shot. Let's see how I got to jump over to the West. See what we had. So in the West, I had Dallas first place, Winnipeg second, Colorado, Minnesota. How's that look? A little off, but those are the teams that probably will make it in. We'll see. And then on the other side, I had can't read the word I wrote, so that's that's an issue. You know what I think is really funny? Kevin has been chirping back at you about your remarks. He's for the last like three minutes and still hasn't realized that he's muted as you keep talking over Thanks. him. Fucking... Hi, Not Kevin. That's smart. Oh, I wrote Bruce. I had Bruce winning the Pacific. I wrote Bruce, LA, Seattle, Edmonton. Er, I, mean, it, I think at least all my teams are going to make the playoffs. Uh, Connor, you yours was the worst because you had Nashville. Yeah. You had Nashville. So I was a dreamer had, and they sold. Nashville and Calgary, so I don't know that you did that good. And Kevin has it decent. I mean, he has Colorado as the eighth seed, so that ain't great. But Colorado and Edmonton, he has his two bottom seeds. Um, but other than that, he's pretty close. I think the West, we did better than the East, but who knows, right? I did pretty good in the East. It's just funny to look. I mean, at least halfway through the year. This, so this is my point. This is where I want to bring this all in, this boring-ass me just saying team names and circle it all in. At the halfway point, at the Christmas time of the NHL season is when we did this. There's only one team that was in the playoff picture then that is not there anymore, and that's Washington. So this is what I'm going to tie it into. Early starts matter so much in the NHL, 
and mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. If you don't start strong, your chances are so slim. If you're not in the playoffs at Christmas, you're probably not getting in. And it, it's probably just, not. That's why the Bruins starting so good this year was just amazing for getting where they're at now, obviously. Colorado with a slow start. And everyone should take warning to the fact that they're in first place now in their, in the Central because they went past a good Minnesota team and a good Dallas team. I mean, they're I, all tied at 98 points. It's just they have the game in hand. After you saying all that, do you know who make? Do you know what this makes me feel really sad for? Tyson Chicken Nuggets. Craig no. Smith. Craig Smith. Who's he play for? Oh, the Capitals. Washington. Oh, Washington. Oh, <laughs> he so went from the best team in the league to missing the playoffs. That was our wild Golf wild west talk. Sorry, that was it. That was our wild wild west. That's all we have for the West, I think. Right? What do we have? Do we have anything good? Nothing. I'm, there's nothing spicy going on right now. I think no, we're kind of in. Uh, we're in the hover round mode, you know. We're circling the airport, waiting for the runway to clear so we can land. And get the playoffs going. I cannot wait for the playoffs. I really can't. I'm trying to see how Craig Smith did. So Craig Smith played 17 games. He had three goals. So it wasn't just with Boston. Craig Smith has just he lost his stuff this year. 59 games, he had 13 points. The worst year of his career. Um, good guy, by all means. Seems like it. Seems like a good guy, well-liked, you know, good-looking guy. Mm-hmm. His career's taking a turn, though, that, you know, you hate to see, but it, it happens. And, you know, I think he could have a Nick Foligno-like season there. I think he could find a good home, come out, and have 10 goals. You know, he's a, he's a goal scorer. But That's 750000 Yeah, a lot cheaper than what he makes. What does he make? Three-something? Uh, Yeah, right around three mil. Yeah. Three to 3.5, somewhere in there. That's the way it goes. Before we go any further, I just want to bring you guys a little message from my friends over at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Boston's hometown sports book will be live soon. I keep saying will be live soon. Is live. It soon. Is, is live buddy. now. You know how many bets I place? Right here in Massachusetts. Bet local on all your favorite sports from the comfort of your own home with DraftKings. To celebrate, all new customers will receive up to two hundred dollars in bonus bets when you sign up for DraftKings Sports Cook. Oh, I did it. Yes, I did it. Sports Cook. I'm just gonna say it. Sports Book. Sports Cook. Using code inside the rink. Um, you're now able to bet local on money lines, spreads, props, and more with one of America's top-rated sports books, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download now. If you or a loved one is experiencing problems gambling, call 800-327-5050 or visit helplinema.org to speak with a trained specialist free and confidentially 24-7, 21-plus, physically present in Massachusetts. Eligible restrictions apply. Subject to regulatory licensing requirements, eligible and deposit restrictions apply. Opt-in required. Bonus issued as free bets. Terms at DraftKings.com.ma Love it. <laughs> I love it. I handle that one good. Yeehaw. I make up for the sports cook. <laughs> so hard. I guess maybe time. What do you guys have for me? I know. I know this no, is just slow, one this thing. slow week. I know. Slowly. One thing, while we were talking about Jersey earlier, we got to give credit to Jack Hughes. My man, 40 goals, 51 assists, 91 points in 74 games. He has, he's here. He's finally arrived. Those yeah. slow start. He is him. Oh, he's he, him. He, not he's gonna, him. I'm, I'm not going to go there. Um, okay. Yeah, no, It Jack Hughes has proven he is a dynamic superstar in the NHL. It is. I really want to see him get 100 points. I don't know if it happens now. It'll have to be next year. And that's going to always be kind of, I think, the thing with him is he's small. So he might get hurt a lot. So we got to hope that he can get through that. 
One thing that is kind of eye-popping, 91 points plus 8. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Plus 8? Yeah, That's not how eight. you uh, plus eight on a team play on a contender. All year. Uh, I would like to see Trevor Zegers' Kev. Can you get that up for us? I bet you it's like yes, dash can. a million. I want to know. I want to know what Trevor Zegers is. Do you, think it, do you think it's dash 40? By the way, the update on the Bruins, points are differential. Points is at 125. Differential is at 120. So points is in the lead. Points is in the lead. Is that what you picked? I thought you picked differential. I did. I, picked, I was the only one that picked points. Yeah, I was like, mm-hmm. I picked differential. Okay, we got Mr. Trevor Zegers. 76 games, 60 points, minus 23. Oh, that's actually not Who's old, the minus so, leader? Yeah, yeah, who's, you know what, in honor... In honor of Masters Weekend, let's get the minus leader. Let's get the minus leader, Kev. I'm getting it. Um, are you guys excited for the Masters this weekend? Either you watch. I know you don't, Connor. Kev, you going to watch the Masters? Golf yeah. sucks. I watch it a little bit. <laughs> I will tell you. Okay, here's a question. Who is the plus minus leader in the NHL? The plus? The Matt plus minus? Looking it up. It's what? Matty Grizzlick. Matt it's Hampus Lindholm, is it? No, it's oh. not. It's no. Grizzly. I know Brandon Carlo's up at near the top. Dude, oh, if, if it well, goes, the top three. It, it goes, goes Grizzly, 48, Lindholm, 46, Carlo, 39. Bergeron, Tyver, 7th with 33. Yeah, I mean, no it's hard to... for you to not be a Bruin and not be in the top 20 at this point, right? Yeah, like Bergeron's in it, Pasta's in it, McAvoy's 14th, they're all there. How do you flip this around, Kev? Are you on the same website as me trying to find this? Are you on NBC? Yeah. Me too. We're just actively, actively trying to find it. I don't, I want to guess. Let's let's try to guess here. You keep going, Kev. I'm yeah. going to say... I, I went over to the ESPN. Minus, the guy with the most minuses in the NHL this year. It's going to be... Marcus Foligno. No. Drake Batherson from Ottawa, minus that, 37. Minus 37. What is Marcus Felino? now that I called him out? Is Marcus um, Felino a human? Is that a real name? Did yeah. I come up with that on my own? Hey, he plays for the Wild. I know. I know. Wild. Yes, I'm kidding. I just lost Dude. Oh, Batherson is tied with Andrew Peake in Columbus. Yeah. The most notable players on here is Seth Jones, <laughs> Jordan Cairo, Johnny Gaudreau, and Johnny Gaudreau. They're yeah. dash 36, 35, Alex and Tabrinkin, 32. Thomas Hurdle. Like. Yeah, I'm not that surprised at Johnny Hockey. <laughs> I, I don't like he. I did not notice him once when the Bruins played Columbus the other day, except for the one point I was like, who's that little guy skating behind the net? <laughs> the first playoff so I owe, player I owe, I owe that Felino, I found. Felino an apology. He's minus seven. Yeah. Corey Perry is the first. Is so it's like kind of. Corey Perry? I wonder how many years in a row Corey Perry's been a minus player. Well, that's the first player that I found going from worse to, to better that's going to be in the playoffs, and he's a dash 24. And Ryan O'Reilly is shortly behind him at dash 23. Yeah, Corey Perry, Eesh. so in so 2018 minus player, 2019 minus player, 2020 minus player, 2021 minus player, 2022 plus 9, then minus 24 this year. Woof. Woof. Yeah. And, and that's our master segment. You guys got anything else? Anything else for us, boys? Anything else new and noteworthy? We got to get an interview. We got to get an interview in the next couple of weeks. We're going to work on yeah. that. We're going to get that done. Bring something fun in. I think new. we will, and I think we're going to probably uh, 
do some fun stuff coming up for the playoffs. I know uh, our friends across the street, Matt and Tyler, are going to be doing some things that we'll probably chip in on and yeah. maybe have them have them on, vice versa. Most definitely. It's going to be that, that best time of the year, and hopefully uh, we have another two thing. months of hockey to talk about. It'll be a shot of energy into our arms with, with playoffs. That's something oh, thank we need to It's so tough, like... And it makes me feel better knowing it's like it's not just us. Like you hear like Jaffe talking about it, Razor talking about it. Like it's tough. It's just a tough time of year, where like these games are meaningless. Like I watch every Bruins game, and um, there are games now. I'm just like staring at my TV. Like what am I watching? Like Bergeron's not playing. Krejci's not playing. The guys are just trying to skate through these games and not get hurt. And I respect that's what I want them to do, but it's like it's just tough to get into it right now. And mm-hmm. I, I feel even bad. I feel even better. I feel even worse for the fans of teams who aren't about to be in the playoffs right but still it's we're excited for the playoffs whoa 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 the tankathon man yeah when do we find that out when do when do we get to know who gets bedard we gave it in one episode we gave the dates we did we did so yeah i think it's it's during the playoffs i think i think so too i'm not mistaken i think it was sooner than we thought yeah i think it was playoffs start april 17th and then what was it like april 25th or something we find out How's that going? How's the suckathon going? Uh, it's going pretty good. I think uh, I think the Blackhawks were at the the bottom the other day. I'll take that. Dude, one thing is sick though for the Bruins. Wow! Boys. Holy shit! Chicago, Columbus, and Anaheim all tied with fifty six points. Yeah, they're all tied. Dude, that's awesome. Someone's gonna get a generational talent. I would be setting everybody. If I was their GMs, I'd be like, hey, you guys are fired if you play. I don't oh, no, Jonathan Taves is back to play, baby. He is? Yeah, he he's returning to play the last he's couple gonna, games of the season. Yeah, and then his career's over, right, I think? Probably. I think you might just get one last game in and then sail off into the sunset C'est because nobody wanted him. I mean, that's tough, right? I, I, another guy where, like, his intangibles are ridiculous. He's a Hall of Famer. But he's had a lot of health issues, and obviously I think he has some like autoimmune stuff and things going on that he hadn't really figured out. But like it's just when they start, when players start to go downhill, the NHL is a freaking tough league, man. There's just no room. There's no room for guys who ha- who used to be, and that's just the reality of it. I mean, but that being said, like I disagree with the fact he has 14 goals and 16 assists. He should still be in the NHL if he's healthy enough to play. Jonathan Taves has a spot in the NHL somewhere. There's no doubt. Do you guys disagree with that? Even last year in seven yeah. games, he still had 12 goals, 25 assists. Like He's a valuable player. Oh, there's a lot worse players than that. Oh, yeah. there's much. We paid how much to Felino last year to have, what, three goals? Yeah, uh, Felino's... Three, five. Re- he's rewrote that story, though. No, I know, but I'm just saying. In, like, perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing at something right now, but, but we're going to talk about it. One uh, thing to, uh, end, to end the podcast on a good note. All right. The Bruins' first possible playoff game... Is maybe on Marathon Monday. Oh, that's pretty cool. With the Celtics' first playoff game coming on Sunday, then the Marathon, Red Sox during the day, Bruins at what night. What day is Marathon Monday? Um, 20, I don't know, 24th? No, can't be that. How did you, the playoffs you could start on the 17th. Yeah. So like so, so, it's the 17th. Let me look at my 17th. calendar. So I won't be back from Houston yet. Okay, yeah. I'll be watching. 
Um, next episode, I will have a different background. I'm going to be in a hotel room in Houston going on a little work Ooh. trip, but I'll still be recording. still be coming to you guys. I'll actually yeah. have more time to record, that's for sure, because I'll be free every night at 4, so maybe we'll do a little bonus episode where we ramble some more. Right? Some smoke. Go to Inside the Rink. Check out Inside the Rink. I don't know what you just said. Inside the Rink. Check it out. Check us out on YouTube and subscribe, you peasant.